Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 14th of October 2021 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. If we think back what feels like eons ago, we can remember times when we used to casually board huge metal planes and fly off into the sky. It was easy, fast, and safe. At least, that's how I remember it. Now our world looks a little bit different, but for today's stories, we can cast our minds back to the earlier time. Angela will regale us with a memorable journey first told in August 2021. And we'll re-listen to a story from Chantel, who told this story way back in 2016, which really feels like ancient history these days. Before we get to today's podcast, though, a huge and windy hug goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We see that you've been battered by winds from all directions recently. Stay safe, Hong Kongers, and stay dry. Thanks go out to our international listeners as well, today in particular to listeners in Karachi in Pakistan, Singapore in Singapore, and in Rome, Italy. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. The Hong Kong International Literary Festival is back for the 21st year. From the 5th to the 15th of November, the festival will be showcasing literary events under the theme, Rebound. There are over 70 events on the calendar, including online and in-person events, and 20 free events, covering all kinds of fiction, wellness, history and heritage, as well as non-fiction and reportage. So there's something for everyone. The festival weekend from the 11th to the 14th of November presents an exciting range of live and live-streamed events, including book talks, panel discussions, performance, workshops, and walking tours. Find all the information you need to join in, including ticketing links and information on venue and online festival passes offering great value at festival.org.hk. That address again is festival.org.hk. The festival also includes Hong Kong Stories' very last show of 2021, which has the theme Recovery. This is the seventh year we've been involved in the festival, and Neharika has put together a fabulous show for you to enjoy. Ticketing links can be found on our website, hongkongstories.com, or find the show and other really great literary events at festival.org.hk. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now with a story from our August 2021 show that had the theme busting out, here is Angela. At midnight June 2000, my best friend Clara and I went to England for a summer holiday. Clara possessed a calm, comforting and optimistic personality and I was agitated, you know, nervous and pessimistic person. We got along well in rainy days and the sunshine. We were traveling partners to Asian country before, and this was our first trip to a far away country, England. It was a night flight, and I was sleeping comfortably at the plane seat, heading towards the Union Jack, England. Suddenly, an anonymous voice began speaking. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Captain. 
We are under an extremely severe current. Please fasten your seatbelt, lights off, and stay tuned. The cabin was pitch dark. There was only a dim light from the toilet. Clara sat next to me and said, "Angela, continue sleeping. The plane is very safe. It won't crash." As soon as she stopped speaking, I felt the plane plummet suddenly and then level out. My heartbeat was audible, boo boo boo, and after this, the plane flew on steadily. So I believe what Clara has told me, and I was tired. It was midnight, and eventually I fell asleep again. I didn't know how long I slept. Suddenly, a voice pierced into my ears. And came to a roar. I woke up, opened my eyes, and out of the window, I saw the plane wing was on fire. <laughs> I was very nervous, and I thought, "Oh my God!" And I'm going to die. And Clara said to me calmly, "Angela, keep calm, wait, and listen." To the announcement. <laughs> Fortunately, at that time, the plane was landed at Heathrow at that very moment. The captain announced in a calming tone, "Ladies and gentlemen, this is Captain speaking. We are experiencing technical problems." <laughs> Please fasten your seatbelt until the problem is solved. No food will be served, but coffee, tea, and water will be served upon request. Clara said to me, "Oh, let's have some water to clean our throats. We might be dehydrating for flying thirteen hours." I said, "Yes, thank you, thank you." <laughs> After this, I saw things happen one after another. The lights were suddenly on, and air hostess distributed a piece of paper for us to write something to our beloved ones, mom, dad, and family members. I saw some were scribbling on the paper. Others are talking, checking, and the rest of them are playing with their pens. At one point, I saw an old man stood up, and before reaching the toilet, he suddenly collapsed and fell on the ground. And the air hostess cried out loudly, "Any doctor here?" A young man from the middle seat came forward and checked for his pulse. And said, "Look at his back. See any medicine there?" Luckily, some pills were located. And after taking the pills with water, the man was able to sit up and talk. The time went on, 
taken. And I heard a baby was crying for milk, and the mother was breastfeeding the baby. I also saw an air hostess sitting at the corner seat. Her tears rolled down to her face. As more time dragged on, some people at the back seat yelled, "What the heck is this?" During this period of time, the vibes were in a terrible mess. I was thinking, life is delicate, insignificant, and full of uncertainty. All except my calm friend Clara, who was writing attentively on the piece of paper, and it triggered me. My writing too, so I wrote, "Mom, I would like to be a kind person, treat people with kindness, because life is full of tragedies, twists, and turns." Five hours later, the captain said, "In a finally announced." Ladies and gentlemen, we are all safe to leave the plane now. The cabin was full of happy expression and congratulation for safety. And Clara said to me, "Oh, our summer holiday begins." <laughs> and I replied, "Yes, let's do that." All the crew and the air hostess bid us goodbye. And we all got off the plane safely. Now, I'm very grateful for this wonderful experience. Though I stopped traveling for five years to overcome this scary experience. However, my Clara said, "Oh, it doesn't bother me at all." Thank you. <laughs> The plane wing was on fire," said Angela. "I was very nervous. <laughs> I love Angela's tendency towards understatement. She always has an interesting story to tell at our workshops, and you too can come to a free workshop and learn how to tell great stories. Sign up through the links on our website, HongKongStories.com. Now, with a story from way back in 2016, here is Chantal. I have a lot to tell about bad habits, but tonight let's just pick one bad habit. I am a procrastinator, and let me explain you my story. Two years ago, I was 20 years old, and I went to Japan because it's my favorite country, and I worked here before. I went there for two weeks for vacations, and I spent an amazing time. But One other bad habit: I never travel with my credit card. I always travel with cash. I know exactly how much I have to spend, and I manage it quite well. So I spent two amazing weeks, and on the last day, I just had enough cash to buy some cakes with my friends, eat, take the train, and go at the airport and take my plane. So everything was perfect. I go to the cafe with my my friends. We spend an amazing time, and 
I, I cannot see the time passing because I'm having such a good time. Then I'm, I'm like, oh, but my plane is at 10.30 tonight. It's five, okay. I don't want to think about it. Let's think about this later. I don't want to leave Japan, it's fine. So I keep speaking with my friends about my new haircut, what should I do, everything. And then my friend is like, Chanel, isn't your plane in three hours? And I'm like, uh, oh yes, you're right. <laughs> Maybe I should go. So he comes with me because he's worried. He takes my suitcase. Um, he takes me to the station. And then big trouble because I forgot that it's Golden Week in Japan. And after 6 p.m., there is no more fast train. What can I do? I am not the kind of person who give up so easily. So I go to see the staff at the station and like, please help me. Uh, I've, I lost my, I forgot the last train and now I don't know what to do. Okay, is there another solution? He said, yes, yes, there is another solution. Take this local special train and you will arrive just on time. So I'm very happy. I hate myself for my bad habits, but I don't want to think about it. So I take this train. And trust me or not, this train was stopping at every single station in Tokyo. <laughs> so I look at my watch and I see, okay, Chanel, one hour, what are you going to do? I decide to wait in the train, then I see 45 minutes. Oh shit, what can I do? So I rush out of the train. I go on the road with my suitcase and I'm like, please, 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 a taxi, just help me. Um, I, I don't have any more money because I, I, I kept the money for the train and for my cakes and I need to take the plane <laughs> in 45 minutes, so can you help me? And he's a super nice guy, so he takes me to the airport. <laughs> so I arrive at the airport, my plane departure is at 10.30 and it's 10.20. I hate myself so much, but I am not going to give up, never. So I rush into the airport. I arrive at the counter and I say, oh, my plane is uh, departure is at 10.30. Please tell me there is a way I can just go to the gate and get into the plane. It's still there, right? And we say, no, it's uh, in 10 minutes you cannot enter. I look at the guy. He's a very Japanese kind of guy. <laughs> no, very, very, um, you know, cold. I cannot see his emotions. But I am not going to give up so easily. So I'm like, what can I do? He doesn't want, okay. Last solution, I start crying. <laughs> so I'm like, please, <laughs> I'm not moving from this counter until we have a solution. I have no money. I cannot go back to Tokyo. I cannot take a taxi. I have no hotel. I need to take this plane. He's like, no, it's the last train of the, uh, plane of the day. You cannot do anything. Call your parents. It's not my problem. I try to call my parents, but it's the night for them, so they don't answer. And I come back to the counter and I keep saying, I'm not moving from this counter. You need to help me. Please, please, please help me. And I see this guy starting to get very confused. I see a small crack. Okay, I'm going to insist. <laughs> so I'm like, please do something. And then he's, he's like, okay, I'm going to help you. He calls uh, his friends and 
he tries to get me a hotel because um, he's a staff, so he has a very cheap price. I try to explain him that it's not possible because I don't have any money, but he's Japanese. He doesn't listen to what I say. <laughs> he's too stuck in the process. So finally, in, in the phone, he says, okay, there is this very, this very strange girl. She's 15 years old. I was 20. <laughs> I think she's a little crazy. And should I call the police or what should I do? And his colleagues said, no, no, don't call the police. She, she, she's 15. Don't do that, please. So, okay, he found the solution. He hangs up the phone. And he tells me, okay, I found you a hotel. I'm like, first of all, I'm 20. Second of all, I understand Japanese. And third, I'm so sorry, thank you for your help, but I don't have any money, so I cannot accept the offer. So what I'm going to do is sleep at the airport and wait for my parents to help me because it's the last solution. He doesn't want me to sleep at the airport, but there is no solution. So I decide to go to the basement with my small coat and I will sleep and I will see what happens. I hate myself so much for this bad habit. But he says, okay, wait for me. I will come in 20 minutes just to see if you are safe in the basement of the airport. <laughs> so I go by myself. I, I, I just sit on a small bench and I try to sleep. It's very cold. Then he comes, but there is a woman with him. And she's like very, she has a very soft smile and she's looking at me in a very curious way. So I don't know who she is but she seems very nice. And you know why this woman came? Because this guy is very well known to be cold-hearted and he never helped anyone his entire life. So <laughs> when she saw that he was helping someone, she said, okay, this girl must be very crazy or special. So I will come to see her face to face. And when she, when she sees me, I think she takes pity on me and she, asks me if I want to stay at her place. It's the first time she has this because she's a staff and she's not supposed to make these kind of offers. And I don't know why, but I felt I could, tr I could trust her. Maybe her voice, I just felt a connection, so I accepted. And instead of being in my plane, I spent an amazing day in a beautiful Japanese house in front of the sea, surfing with her husband and eating sushis, having the best time I never had. And then she was so nice that she even booked me the new tickets. And she booked nine seats around me to make sure that I had all the space for me. <laughs> and I could took the plane the next day and I arrived safely in Switzerland. <laughs> so, yes. That is a procrastination is a bad habit. But I don't regret it. <laughs> I have no regrets. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>